Hello, hello, lovely listeners. All of you ghouls and goblins. And everything in between. Welcome to Across the Veil with Zelda Kimball and Emma Ragsdale. So this episode is going to be a bit different from what we've shared with you in the past. We've got new cover art that is still by the enchanting Amelia Weigel. And instead of telling you about a cryptid, some ghosts, or a haunted location, we're going to be giving you a peek behind a different kind of veil. We've been talking about having guests in the horror industry come on and share about their stories and experiences, and now we're finally doing it! Don't worry, we're still going to do episodes where we'll teach you about the paranormal, but we wanted to try bringing you behind the scenes of the art of the scare in real life. For our inaugural episode, we had an incredible chat with Amy Holloman, a regional manager for 13th Floor Entertainment, who is happy to talk to us about one of our favorite Halloween events this year, Shacktoberfest. Oh my god, it was so good. It was so I good. loved Shacktoberfest. We loved it. If you want to hear a little bit more about how we felt about Shacktoberfest, we have two videos up on our TikTok page, which is at across-the-veil. So if you like our content, be sure to follow us on all of our platforms. So without further ado, here's our interview with Amy. Welcome, welcome. Thank you so much for spending the time and coming to chat with us this evening. Yeah. Thanks for having me. I'm excited to be here. We have a question we like to ask all of our interviewees. Emma, take it away. So what was your like introduction to horror? And that's like pretty broad sweeping. Like for me, it was, I lived next to a graveyard. Uh, when I was a kid, our parents, my friend's parents and my parents used to have uh, dinner parties. And instead of like playing sports or uh, with dolls or things like that, my friends and I made haunted houses in our basement. Yeah. It, we were very small. And uh, then at the end of the dinner party, we would invite all the parents to come down and walk through our haunted house. So that was sort of like... You know, I loved, um, I think I liked Halloween from a kid. I did musical theater and then we were just drawn to making these scary experiences, like playful. Like there was the mad scientist scene yeah. where there was a spaghetti and meatballs. You had to put your hand in. You didn't know what it was. And then we just worked with what we had, like the haunted laundry room because it was <laughs> a basement. But um, yeah, that's sort of my beginning in horror. I guess I'd say that. So you've been like primed to do this your whole life, essentially. It seems that way. It does. And it, it feels good. Nice. That's wonderful. Can you describe to our listeners a little bit of what your role for Shacktoberfest and the 13th floor is? Sure. So I work for 13th Floor Entertainment Group. I'm a regional manager who oversees all of our properties on the west half of the country. So that includes Colorado, Arizona, and California. I'm sure you guys know, and if you don't, we have four locations in California. L.A. Haunted Hayride, Delusion. Magic of the Jack-O-Lanterns, that's our new family-friendly show, and then Shacktoberfest. So last year, I was one of the key players in launching Shacktoberfest, and this year, I've slid into a creative lead role for the event. That is really cool. We've been to all of those events. We immensely enjoyed each one. Love them. They all kind of bring something different to the table, so it was really cool. I really cannot express enough. We loved them. We had the best time at every single one. Props where props is due, essentially. I Well, I'm so glad to hear that. I think we try to have a nice like portfolio of offerings, especially in Southern California. Um, Shacktoberfest is one of my particular favorite events because it's really, 
it's not just about like we want to scare people so bad that they go home and have nightmares. We want people to come to the Halloween festival at the Queen Mary and have a great time and feel that spooky energy and get a few startles here and there if they want. But we also want them to party. You you crushed it because that's exactly what we got from Jacktoberfest. Like on the car ride home, we were like, you know what? This was the best event ever because we weren't constantly being like, drop to the floor scared. We were having the best time and partying with a lot of really, really cool, interesting sights to see and a few scares as well. Yeah, that's um, that's the feedback we've been getting. And you can feel it when you walk through the event. There'll be thousands of people on our busy nights and everybody's smiling, having a good time. You see them interacting with the sliders on the streets and the clowns, the stilt walkers while dancing and going through the trail. So it's a, it's like a whole special world that we've built down here in Long Beach. Yeah, and it really feels kind of like you're stepping into a Halloween destination when you're there. Everything is really well themed, we thought. Mm-hmm. We enjoyed every of like all of the different sections. Oh, thank you. I'm glad to hear that. So we wanted to know where do you start with new projects? Kind of what's first steps for events like these? Okay, well, that's a unique question uh, for this particular event. So if I'm talking specifically about Shacktoberfest, of course, what's very unique about Shacktoberfest is that it's Shaquille O'Neal's Halloween party. So um, when we started working with Shaq, you know, he really wanted something that wasn't necessarily terrifying, but brought the trick or treat energy to large groups of people. So, um, and the other thing about Shaq is all of his energy is larger than life. So we wanted things to feel big. We wanted you to feel immersed. Like we use, we pump a ton of fog through the whole event, anywhere you're walking, whether you're going from a scare zone into a trail, or if you're hanging out at the dance party, we want you to feel like the whole time you're inside this environment. So we sort of started with Shaq and seeing what he wanted to do. And one of the things, for example, he wanted to bring his music. I'm sure you guys know Shaq is a DJ as well. He goes by Diesel. So he wanted to have one of his sets playing. And he's sort of like, I, you know, what, what would be cool? And we were like, what if you were going through a pumpkin patch while like one of Diesel's bangers is going on? And while you're dancing, you're more susceptible to small startle scares here, here and there. So that's what we've done with DJ Diesel's pumpkin patch. So we kind of take the bread and butter of what we know about haunted houses, the startle, the story and the spectacle and then match that with the Shack branding. Now, of course, what's also special about Shacktoberfest is its location. So it's at the world famous Queen Mary. And so this year we were so excited to be able to go onto the ship as it's been reopening. And so that was a whole nother inspiration for the event this year, as I'm sure you guys saw in our new attraction, The Great Ghost. Absolutely. And we did kind of want to ask you about that because it is a real historical location with a lot of paranormal folklore surrounding it. So we were wondering if you like felt anything, anybody else feel anything? And how you also drew inspiration from the ship itself? Yeah, I mean, (laughs) I don't want to put our staff on blast, but there's a couple things that have happened this season. Um, One of the spaces we have, in addition to the Grey Ghost, which is the Haunted Trail, we also have the engine room experience where guests can go down into the real engine room of the ship, which most people have never been in a space like this ever. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Use some theatrical lighting to enhance it, but we don't have to do a ton of work 
to make that have that spooky energy. Um, but I have had some staff members who uh, their event staff, operation staff members who stand downstairs to make sure people don't go sneak off into the ship because, you know, even myself, I'd love to go sneak around in the ship. Oh, yeah. We don't because we know it's not all open up yet. But um, some of the staff members who stand down there have told us they no longer want to do that role because they feel like they heard something, they couldn't explain why they saw something move quickly. And so they've asked if they could be relocated to another position. Wow. So at first, there was just one person standing down there on some of our more quiet nights that could see the points uh, where people could potentially sneak off that are blocked with chains. But now we have at least two to three staff members. So they don't feel like something might go home with them that night. Yeah. There's also in the Gray Ghost Trail, there's sort of sometimes these pockets of cooler air, warmer air that doesn't necessarily make sense with our discussions with the ship engineer, why it feels like that. So that's another thing that's really strange. And sometimes I know if you talk to folks who uh, seem to have a lot of knowledge around paranormal activity, they talk about temperature changes as usually an indication of some type of energy that was once there. So that's definitely some things that have happened. Um, we, you asked about the gray ghosts and sort of inspiration behind that. So we were so thrilled this year when they said we could get back on the ship. Um, and we thought it's a super unique time in the history of the Queen Mary. So, you know, the Queen Mary, it was designed as a luxury cruise liner, sailed the sea from 1930s to the 1960s first-class passengers um, all over this gigantic vessel. And then um, what is also like very unique about the luxury cruise liner was that during World War II, it was used to transport troops across seas. And at that time, it was painted battleship gray so that it could, uh, when it was out in the mist, you wouldn't even see her and she earned the name the great ghost and i mean this was it was the ship could zigzag that hitler put a bounty out on this ship yeah and there was uh over 16,000 people on this ship uh getting transported across the seas and you can see that during the daytime if you visit the queen mary they have a winston churchill exhibit where you can see photos of all these troops all over the ship I mean, 16,000 people is the most people on a vessel ever, ever, ever in the world's history. That's a lot of people. Yeah. A lot of energy. And statistically, a lot of strange things happened during that time. So we wanted to sort of focus in on that period of the ship's history. But we also felt like people needed a reintroduction to the Queen Mary. There's some very famous ghost stories that people have frequently seen certain things on the Queen Mary. Uh, the little girl they've seen, a girl that supposedly her name is Jackie, who passed away on the ship. The lady in white, who's sometimes seen walking through the ballrooms of the ship. And then, of course, the engineer who met his fate at door 13. So we wanted to bring these stories back in a reintroduction of the Queen Mary in this scary haunted setting. And that's why the first half of that trail, as you're walking through the belly of the ship, we didn't want you to think, to trick you to think you were in the lobby or in the engine room. We just wanted these 
moments of of history and paranormal activity to be around you as you see the piano player playing the piano. And we specifically do not have those actors speaking a lot because they represent the souls of those that perished aboard. So of course, then after you've seen those characters, you're confronted with one of the World War II lieutenants who then sends you down that dark hallway and then you go in seeing where the troops are preparing the ship for battle. And that's the most intense part of the maze where we do get some pretty good jump scares. We use a lot of pneumatics in that section of the maze. And um, we really wanted to send people out with a bang. So that's where we drew all of our inspiration from the Queen Mary. We worked to make some like cool custom soundtracks there's some old songs I pulled from 1930s and 1950s that are embedded into the old timey tracks about not giving up the ship, uh, sailing aboard the ship. And then when you're in the last section of the attraction, it's sort of a mega dubstep uh, soldier song that we created to kind of give you that energy, like their frantic energy of preparing for battle. Yeah, we love the soundtracks to all the mazes. That was a really unique aspect to all of them because they felt different from anything else we've ever seen, but they also felt true to the stories that were being told. It really felt like a journey going through that. And also mentioning the the first soldier that you meet, he got me to like scream. I yep. fully screamed when he came out. I dropped. <laughs> it was phenomenal. We do have video of me being like, ah, in it as well. <laughs> That's awesome. Yeah, we uh, also decided we wanted to make the scariest part of Shacktoberfest this year the trail on the ship. So that's intentional. So you don't see a lot of blood in Chactoberfest until you're in the World War II section of the Great Ghost. And then there, some of the characters are bloody and there's some blood on the walls, but we really wanted to hold back on that until we felt like you'd be ready for it. Yeah, I think that was a really effective way of doing it because it really does allow it to grow and grow until suddenly it's just full terror and you're racing through and like almost feels like you have to run in a way because you can feel the intensity of everything. Good. Well, it's it's an honor to work in such a in such a historic space that, you know, the actors do think at times they're working alongside the souls of those that perished. It's like so neat because, you know, the Queen Mary docked in 1967 in Long Beach and it was still open as a hotel and a tourist attraction mm -hmm. for years and years and years and it wasn't until about three years ago that it had to be shut down completely for renovations. And of course, you know, the pandemic, that little thing that happened. And then just this year, they've been able to start reopening. So we want to be parts of the efforts to help save the queen. And um, it was really exciting to be able to open the doors again and bring the scares back inside the ship. Yeah, it was such a unique experience. And we do have video of the two of us walking out shell shocked, like that was incredible. Literally. So thank you for giving us that experience. So we asked you kind of before, where do you start with a new project? And you talked about the music. What's the last piece of the puzzle? So often the first people who see our attractions, once they're completed, are the actors or the event staff. So they get to go through the attractions uh, before we allow guests in. So we like to get feedback from those staff members because you, like as a you know, we are a very collaborative team. We have designers from all over the country who have put together pieces for this event. And we are so close to the product. You know, like I might think it's very clear that this dubstep song is supposed to feel intense and match this attraction. 
but we want to make sure that someone who's never been inside feels that way as well. So we get to use our own staff as test subjects and then get their feedback from them. Like, what do you think? Or if they say something didn't resonate, like, I don't understand why there is a piano player. We start to ask, like, should we switch that up? Is that necessary? What could we add to provide the context that's in our heads that we think was clear, but it didn't come out that way? Or is it too bright? You know, like maybe we need to change the lighting. Um, there's a lot. So I think the last piece is getting in test subjects before you get your guests in, your paying guests, because you want to get feedback from people who don't know what you think it's supposed to be. Yeah. And it's fun because the staff, I think that they get, they're like pumped that they get to be the ones who give feedback, you know? Yeah. And a lot of them came out of the great ghost this year, like saying great things. And we were nervous, you know, because we're like, well, we hope it comes out the way, like we care so much. We want it to be awesome. And they're like, this is going to be awesome. People are going to be scared. They're going to love this. We're like, cool. And when they're saying things like, I like how the singer was like glitching and kind of singing along, but she was like really like elegant, but weird. I'm like, yes, that's what we want. <laughs> and it's also people who kind of know the business. We've both been scare actors in the past. So it's really nice to kind of have other people who know where the scares are kind of going to come from, what's new, what's going to be interesting. So that's cool that they got to be some of the first people to go through. Yeah. 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 Um, yeah, it's pretty exciting. And then speaking of like pride and stuff, what would you say you are the most proud of for the whole event or the Grey Ghost in specific? Anywhere. That's a great question. I would probably say the collaboration. Mm -hmm. This is a huge event, you know, um, every night it's about 300 people at a minimum. Actually, when you think about F it's, it's probably closer to 500 people working, working the event, you know, and all of the pieces, like some of the pieces that you see, we produce in our facility in New Orleans. So they're coming from a haunted place to a haunted place, seeing all of the creative pieces and then working with the operations team to make sure that those components are, are running smoothly together to make a seamless experience. And then working with the marketing team and the merchandise team to kind of push those out to the guests before they even arrive or when they go home. I think that's what I'm most proud of is this year, especially it's the second year of our event and uh, it feels cohesive. And I think that's something that, people experience you know it doesn't feel disjointed you're not like well that was totally weird why is that here like it kind of flows together nicely so I think the collaboration and cohesive is what I'm most proud of and um obviously nothing of this scale can be done by one person so it takes a lot of teamwork to make the screams work I love that I love that phrase <laughs> so for one I noticed that there was like a real nautical theme throughout it was that organic from just like starting around the Queen Mary or was it something that you guys had always planned on it's something that we planned on once we determined we were going to be at the Queen Mary with Jacktoberfest. So yes, yeah, so we have Pirate's Cove and Dead Man's Wharf. So, and of course the Grey Ghost that's inside the ship. But yes, we specifically decided that based on the location in Long Beach. Nice. We really like that moment in one of your mazes where you got to take a shot at the pirate bar before continuing oh, on yeah. to the maze. It was so much that fun. That was brilliant. How did you come up with something like that? Or how was this idea kind of floated? Mm-hmm. Um, we've been doing different special 
uh, experiences inside of our mazes and different parts of the country for years. And when we teamed up with Shaq, we wanted to do something. Sometimes, cap, you know, Shaq is Captain Shaq is one of his like personas. So kind of made sense with the pirates and Captain Shaq to make a hideaway. And we thought, where would this be really cool? And we thought inside of the pirate ship. So and then, of course, what would a pirate drink? But rum, rum punch makes sense, you know. And then as you go through Pirate's Cove, you walk through a small rum distillery. So that actually the rum distillery is new this year. So it's sort of like that was inspired by the fact that we're doing the rum shot. So we, you know, it's very like insular sometimes the, some of the creation, but you know, we have bars that you can, when you come out of the gray ghost, you kind of land in the Tiki bar, but you can access from different parts of the event. Um, but we wanted to tie a special drink to each uh, attraction this year. That's why there's a dive bar with like the big inflatable mm -hmm. whale head by dead man's wharf, which that attraction you know, you're going through the wharf with the sailors and some sea monsters. So it seemed like it made sense to call it the dive bar. And obviously that's a play on words. So that was our first uh, secret bar experience like that. We're actually prototyping a new one this week for Halloween week. At least at least one more new secret bar inside, inside the Dead Man's Wharf. Really? So things are yeah. kind of always changing, even at the last, you know, few moments before Halloween? I wouldn't say changing. I'd say enhancements. Mm -hmm. You know, like, we're so passionate. We're not just going to open up this event and sit down and let it happen. We're going to look at guest feedback and see how can we enhance this. So, yeah, Captain Shack's hideaway, that secret bar inside of the pirate ship, is very popular. So we thought about how else can we do one of these that's cool. And there's a space where you walk downstairs in the Dead Man's Wharf. And it looks cool, but nothing really happens there. So now something's going to happen there. That's so exciting. It's pretty cool. You guys are the first people to know that from the public. So it's just... Only internal emails so far. So I feel very special. I feel honored. <laughs> Thank you so much for sharing that with us. <laughs> yeah, you're welcome. We're really excited. Uh, you know, we know a lot of people are going to come out this week getting close to Halloween. So uh, like I said, we don't stop. We can't stop. Yeah. Well, for our kind of final wrap up question, we do have to ask. So we focus a lot on women in horror, specifically in the feminist aspects of horror. So can you tell us a little bit about your experience in the industry and what would you like to say to other women who are interested in your line of work? Okay, that's a great question. Um, well, one, I, I started, obviously, when I was a kid, I started doing haunted houses for fun. But the first professional haunted house I worked at, I remember I auditioned as an actress. Mm -hmm. And I didn't know what the audition would be like to work at a haunted house. I remember the first time looking in the mirror and trying to be scary. And that's not typical for women. Women don't often try to be intimidating or scary or make themselves big. Yeah. We're kind of, you know, I guess socialized to make ourselves smaller or to be polite. And so that I remember feeling like that was so different for me to feel like, what would it be like to be scary and practicing in the mirror? Um, I think women have a unique perspective on horror uh, that is not 
seen enough yet in the haunted house industry. I think like every industry, every industry benefits from women being able to have more uh, impact and impression on the companies that they work with and on the guests that come to their events. And diversity in general obviously makes every event better because you have multitude of perspectives. But I think if only men are designing characters where I, I've worked with a lot of men who design characters and they think about, for some reason, they kind of picture an 18 year old male as the scare actor. And they're thinking of an athletic, typically white 18 year old male. And then that's often the way it's drawn out as a character. That's often the way it's handed over for the costumes. And then when you get people to actually apply, guess what? People of all genders, all races, all shapes and sizes want to work at haunted houses. So we have to be thinking differently about how we design characters, about what can be scary. And it's not just big and masculine. Sometimes it's small and creepy. Sometimes it's weird and otherworldly. And so I think the creativity and different perspective that women bring to the industry, um, not just women, but trans people as well. I think it adds so much for the guests and so much for the scare factor and just having more people at the table to discuss how these events are designed makes it better for everyone who's involved. Yeah, that's terrific. Any marginalized group I've, worked really hard to get to the position I'm in, in a national Halloween company. And there's been so many times that before I joined this company, not at any particular companies, but that I feel like I've been doubted mm -hmm. because I've been a woman or um, not included in discussions. And often it's unintentional, but I have to include myself. I've stood in circles, maybe we'll say 10 years ago, where there'll be majority of men in a circle and they'll shake each other's hands and not shake my hand. And I, I think they assume because I'm a woman, I couldn't be a person of significance. However, I'm bold enough to say, hi, I'm Amy and tell them who I am. And it's a scary thing to do. When you're not seen, it's scary to speak up. But the more you do that and the more people you work with, you're helping both women, men, trans people to see how important it is to include everyone. And like I said, I don't often think it's intentional, but it it's a little more work for yeah. women to have to do that, but it's worth it. And so I try to also empower the women I work with as, as well as men and trans people to think about all perspectives and all experiences yeah, because there is no one way to do horror and it's certainly not straight white cis mm -hmm. right and I think that, that it's not just typical of Halloween that's right like that's what everything was like yeah. you think back to the founding of America it's like a bunch of white dudes and wigs exactly like, <laughs> um, so um I can't I can't say enough about how important diversity is um we specifically, like when we cast, we try not to fall into tropes. Mm -hmm. uh, I'll speak specifically about one of the characters in The Great Ghost this year, the lady in white. Um, now, every haunted house character, people, live entertainment, someone might get sick or call out for a night. So you can have a primary actor in that role, but there'll be a secondary and there'll be breakers. 
um, the actress who was perfect for that role this year in auditions just was like clear that was her is a woman of color. Mm-hmm. Now, historically, in the 1930s, most likely a woman in first class, unfortunately, was probably a white woman. The lady in white, that ghost story, was probably a white woman. We do not need the ghost character to have to represent that. This woman of color, is an ama- she's an amazing actress. She gets the scares. She gets the idea of the concept of the, she does the elegance and the scares. And so uh, her race did not inhibit us or uh, box us into not having the best actress in that role. And it's something like, that's just one example of how uh, breaking out of this thought pattern that things have to be a certain way because that's how it was historically is very limited. Mm-hmm. So we're trying to be bigger than that and be better than that. And I think you're achieving it. I remember seeing that actor and I was blown away by her performance. So. You're knocking it out of the park. Shout out to Angie, if you're hearing this. We love you. She's awesome. So proud of her. And the whole cast is really doing a great job at Shacktoberfest. Yeah, the acting was incredible, top down. Every experience we had with an actor was a total delight. Yeah, like every single one. We've, we've worked in haunted houses as scare actors ourselves. And so having these interactions and having them feel so positive, because, you know, sometimes... Like, not great things happen when you're a scare actor. It can be very intimidating, but every single one of them seemed like they were having a blast, but also fully committed to the character and to, like, Shacktoberfest as a whole. Like, seeing that positivity was just wonderful and amazing. We could tell it was a really great environment. Good, good. I mean, we definitely think when when your staff is engaged and happy, they're going to have the best experience and that translates to the best guest experience. 100%. Well, thank you so much for coming on and talking to us. We really appreciated all of your insights. Oh my God, yeah. Shacktoberfest was such a great event for us to go to this year and it's really nice to be able to hear that everyone who worked on it was so passionate about something we really loved. Mm -hmm. Yeah, we're really exhausted. Uh (laughs) (laughs) I bet bet you October must be the best and the worst of times. Um, It's the best. uh, And November is sort of, you know, a napping season. Thank you for the great questions. This was a really fun interview. Hey, we're so glad. Thank you so much for coming on. For now, we're done. But we'll see you next time. Across Across 